Spring of Life Fellowship and its pastor Joaquin G. Molina invites you to listen to a message of restoration and strengthening for your life. Be a part of the vision, changing the world. Hallelujah. Father, we give you thanks this morning for your goodness in the house of God. What a privilege it is, Lord, to know you, to serve you, to live for you. You are God. The promises are fulfilled. Uh, the purpose in life is fulfilled. And we find satisfaction in knowing you and serving you and living with you, Lord, having fellowship with your spirit, having the fellowship with the brethren, with those cleansed by the blood of Jesus, being able to partake in the Lord's Supper with the table of the Lord as we also partake of your body and blood until you come. We pray this morning as we receive your word that it would nourish our lives, that it would take the scales of darkness and blindness away from us so that we could see things that other people do not understand, so that you can reveal your glory in our lives. We pray, Father God, that we not only be hearers of this word, but that we would put this word into our lives, that we would pursue it, that we would perform it, Lord, that it would be our garments that we array beautifully before the nations as they see that we walk in the counsel of God. We walk according to the light of the Most High God. We love truth. We love your heart. We want to repent. We want to obey. Take rebellion and disobedience from our hearts that we might have a right spirit within us, Lord, and that we can teach others the ways of the Lord. So bless your word this morning. And make it a good seed planted in each heart. Make it a double-edged sword that cuts deep into our hearts so that we will never be the same. We give you thanks for the transformation of your presence in our lives and the promise that the good work you have started, you will finish. And we glorify your name this morning. In Jesus' name, amen. One of the most powerful questions man has is how does someone so twisted like me and so you know, upside down in my manner of living, how is God going to do a work? How much will that work be? How deep and how real will that work take place? And that was my heart when I started in the things of the Lord many years ago. Um, and the Lord has done an incredibly amazing work in my heart and in my life. One of my concerns was when I came to the Lord, I said, Lord, I don't want to be in church thinking about going to do something bad in the world. I don't want to be in church thinking about I'm missing a party or I, my friends are not there. I, I don't want to have mixed feelings. If I'm at church, I want it to be that you did a profound work inside of me that I want to be in church. Like David says, I'd rather be in the house of God than a thousand days elsewhere. And God has done that work now going on 28 years. It's been a slow work. Uh, it's been a thorough work. It's been a deep work. Um, and then the passion of telling God, God, give me your desires. I want to desire what you want. I want to feel uh, and, and go for those things that you, and obviously as a young man, I, I, those weren't my values. Those weren't my priorities and my preferences. Um, and so God began to do a good work in my life. And so those of us that are struggling with this, and if you know men, if you know women, if you know people who cannot get out of a twisted life, 
I want to challenge you this morning that the only way that we can remove ourselves from under the power of sin, uh, sin is having more power in our life than the Spirit of God. And the only way that we're able to be delivered from under the power of sin is through the fear of the Lord. It's the fear of the Lord. And, and people don't understand the fear of the Lord. And even when they hear the fear of the Lord, they're like, they're going to scare me. And it has nothing to do with scaring you. For the devil has done a good job knowing that fear has been the greatest influence to cause people to do righteousness. So then he brings fear in our life to do everything that is unrighteous. And everything that we do that is unrighteous is based on a fear. But the Bible promises that if you walk in the fear of the Lord, you will walk only in those things which are righteous. If you have a healthy portion of the fear of God in your life, you will be a man of God. You will be a righteous man of God. You're not going to be a snake. You're not going to be slithering. You're not going to be hiding. You're not going to be tricky. All those things are the fear of what man thinks, the fear if I get caught, the fear if I live alone. All those fears take place. Uh, what causes a young girl not to wait on the Lord for a young man is the fear she's never going to get married. So if you have a fear of the Lord, you won't walk under a fear of never being to get married. And so we see this in Romans chapter 3, verse 9, where it says that all men are walking under the power of sin. And, and really powerful, every manifestation of sin is everything that doesn't please the Lord. So get that straight. Are we better than they? No, they're not. For we have previously charged that both Jews and Greeks, they are all under the power of sin. All men are influenced by being under the power of sin. And, and for those of you that don't know what sin is, and you, uh, we've talked to several people, and they say, I'm not sinful. There's no sin in my life. Well, let me, let me tell you what God says sin is. He says, not one of you is righteous, verse uh, 10. Not one is righteous. Not one understands because you figure that if you're messing up, it's because you don't understand. You're not doing it right because you haven't learned how to do it right. And so there's no one righteous. No one is lined up with God. None is seeking God. If you see somebody who's not righteous, who doesn't understand God, who doesn't seek God and doesn't consider seeking God a priority or uh, an importance, they have all turned aside. If you see people that are just going down the wrong way, they're turning. You're like, no. I don't know if you've ever seen a horror film and, and the people are going into the neighborhood where, where the monster is. And you're like, no. Well, these people are turning aside. They're, they're, they're compromising. They're negotiating. They're walking contrary to what God desires. And, and you seeing it, uh, remember one day that, um, I wanted to teach the young people the fear of the Lord, and I, I, I built a big cage out of glass, out of plexiglass, and I put a 12-foot a python in there, real big, uh, real big snake. And then we brought a 20-pound rabbit and put it in the cage. And we put it at the opposite end so, so that the, the rabbit would, would like jump out or, or get away from the snake. No, the, the, the rabbit started going closer to the snake's mouth. And what were the youth saying? No, because from the outside, you can appreciate the danger. But when you're in the inside like the rabbit, you thought it was curious to see that little worm coming out of the, the snake's mouth, right? His tongue. And he's like, what is that? 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 And in one second... The, 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 the wrath of that destruction 
upon that rabbit. So you'll see your friends walking in ways that are destructive, and you'll try to get their attention, and they're like, I don't know what you're talking about. And then it says they have altogether become unprofitable. They do not prosper. That's what unprofitable means, is the opposite of prosperity. And how many understand that God wants us to prosper? We need not fear what God is telling us, because everything God tells us has to do with our prosperity. And as God would speak to me as I was young, I was scared. He's going to make me marry an ugly woman. He's going to make me, you know, be single for the rest. No, everything God has for you is for you to prosper. And we think that it's not. We're walking under another fear and not the fear of the Lord. And then he continues to say, um, they have become unprosperous, unprofitable. There is none that does what is right. No, not one. The throat is open. It's an open tomb. Their tongue is speaking lies. They have poison of asp, vipers under their lips. The mouth is full of cursing and bitterness. Their feet are swift to run to where they're going to need the blood of Jesus to wash away. They run to shed blood. Destruction and misery. This is the, the end result of, of these people. Uh, everything that they build comes apart. Everything that they live for no longer is. Destruction and misery. This is God. He's telling us. And then he says, they have not known the way of peace. Verse 17. They haven't understood what I'm calling to them to. What I'm instructing them to. What I'm leading them to. And then verse 18. The reason why. Because there is no fear of God in front of their eyes. They're not walking with the fear of God. So all these things are the fruit of there is no fear of God before their eyes. And I want to tell you something. The very first thing, if you, if you see the life of pastor and you've seen how he's developed and how he's grown, you're like, this is a very lucky man. No, 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 listen to me. This is a man who walks in the fear of God. This is a man who really, truly fears God. And at, at levels and at, at, at depths, and at times that you would think, no, the, the, listen to me, it's the fear of God that has been our prosperity and our blessing and our, our direction and our life and our decision making. It hasn't been pastors. It hasn't been churches. It hasn't been ministries. It's been the fear of the Lord. And so uh, appropriately in my life, as we ask the Lord, Lord, what will we call this ministry that you're calling us to? You know what the Lord said what our name would be? What's our name? Spring of Life. Yeah, good for those of you that knew it. Spring of Life. Well, you know what the mystery is? Proverbs 14:27. The fear of the Lord is a spring of life. Isn't that beautiful? Isn't that awesome that the Lord lined us up with what the DNA of this house is? The fear of the Lord is a spring of life. It turns one away from the snares of destruction. So you say, Lord, the reason why I make wrong decisions, the reason why I'm not prospering, the reason why I, I hook up with the wrong people and I go to the wrong places and I do the wrong things, it's not anything other than your relationship with the fear of God. Your relationship in that fear of God. And, and so we need to understand the fear of God. We need to ask God this morning, Lord, reveal to us the fear of God. Reveal to us what it means to say that I'm a person who fears the Lord. For the foremost part 
uh, we've already known that all the evil that takes place in the life of a person, a family, a nation is because they do not walk in the fear of God. And then we have uh, Psalm 111 where it practically says the entire opposite. Everything good, all the power, the might, the honor, the strength, the the opportunities, the probabilities in in, um, Psalm 111 verse 1, praise the Lord and give thanks with a whole heart, all of you, the congregation of the upright. Begin to praise God for what he's going to do if we walk, all of you, the assembly of God in the congregation. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Verse 2 says, because the Lord is able to do works that are great, that will be studied. His, his ways need to be studied by all those who have pleasure in doing what is right before the Lord. And then they'll see, uh, verse 3, his work is honorable and glorious. His work is righteous. It endures forever. It's not just for a moment. He has made wonderful works to be remembered. The Lord is gracious and merciful, uh, merciful full of compassion. He has given food and provision. He has given the satisfaction, um, the answer to prayer. To who? To those who fear him. To those who fear him. He will be ever mindful of his promises towards these people who know, learn, and walk in the fear of the Lord. He has, verse 6, declared and shown to his people his omnipotent power of how he's giving them an inheritance how he gives them the fruit of walking the way they walk. In verse 7 it says, The works of his hands are true. They're faithful. All his lessons, all his teachings are sure. You can bank on it. They stand fast and are established forever. And they're done in truth and uprightness. He has sent redemption. He rescues. He pulls you out. He commanded his covenant to be forever. Holy is his name. That produces, inspires awe and reverence and godly fear. And he says, if you want to be a participant with all the mighty works of his hands and provisions and promotion, it's directly proportionate to the fear of the Lord. This is the beginning of wisdom. A good understanding have all those who do his commandments so they will see his praises forever. Listen to me. When you make a decision that's not the decision of the Lord, it's because you don't fear God. You you don't really give him the full weight of what he's leading you to. And then those who fear God, listen to me, against all other counsel, they walk in obedience, in, in blind obedience, saying, Lord, I'm walking in your way because you promise that you are faithful to bring about what you have told me. And so this is one of the things that I'll, I'll tell you is I remember uh, the very first time that, that I learned the fear of God and I understood uh, I was a young man, 19 years old, and I, I used to work from Monday through Friday. And uh, Saturday was my day off. And you know when you're out of high school, you're in college, you have your own job, you think you're your own man. And so I said, I'm going to go on Saturday morning to water ski with some friends. Nothing bad. We weren't drinking. We weren't doing drugs. We weren't going out to party. We were just going to go do something healthy. We were going to go water ski. 
And so I, 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 told, I called my friends and said, hey, you know, I got a boat and I want to teach you guys how to water ski. So let's go out to the lake. And, and I, I, they came over and I hooked up my boat to the truck and I started taking off. And my dad comes out and he says, where are you going? I said, I'm going water skiing. And he goes, no, you can't go. I said, you're not going to stop me. I work from Monday to Friday. I've called all my friends. I'm going water skiing. I don't want to hear it from you. That was my attitude. I, wasn't, I was barely a Christian and just a defiant and rebellious and disobedient. And so I, I said, hey, see you later, old man. I'm leaving. And I got in my car with my five friends with my boat, and I started going down the street. And as I was going down the street, the Holy Spirit began to talk to me. He says, listen, your dad just said no. I said, yeah, but I just said yeah. And he says, but your dad is a protection for your life. And I said, but he always wants me to not have fun. He's always depriving me of having a good time. He's always saying no to those things that I want to do. And he says, but I, I, you know, the, my, my word says, honor your mother and father so it will, may well go well with thee. So you'll live a long life. And I said, yeah, but he's always, he's always interfering in my life. And, and he says, today I'm going to show you that when you don't honor my word, and my principles, that you are the one that suffers. And I said, explain that to me again. And he says, one of your friends is going to be caught in the propeller now over there at the lake. And I got chills because I know what it is to be, you know, you, you see the shreddedness of, of going into a propeller. And that's the most dangerous thing when you're water skiing. And you know what I did? I got chills from the top of my head down to my feet that I was walking contrary to the counsel of God. And I made a U-turn. And my friend says, where are you going? I said, I'm putting the boat away. We're going to go play basketball. <laughs> We're not going to defy the Lord. We're not going to walk contrary to his counsel and what the Holy Spirit is speaking to my life. And so I get home and my dad says, what happened? I said, leave me alone. <laughs> I, he didn't understand. He wasn't a Christian, but I was a Christian. He didn't know the fear of God, but that was my first lesson in the fear of the Lord. And from that day forward, I began to learn and walk in the fear of God all the days of my life. The, the, the concern of doing things that were not approved of by God, that were not sanctioned and had God's seal of approval, because it's foolish for you to go on without asking God, what does he want? It's foolish for you to think that you're going to make it out on your own. When the fear of God has been placed there to direct our steps. And so Proverbs 16 verse 6. It's this reality that it says the fear of the Lord is to depart from evil. Everyone in the world who's walking contrary to the counsel of God. And running to do that which is wrong. Doing that which is not of the Lord. Is because they are not. That, that's uh, Psalms. I said Proverbs right? Proverbs 16 6 if I messed up. Proverbs 16.6 says, the fear of the Lord, by the fear of the Lord, one departs from evil. And so everything that we do, and, and you could call it street smart, you could call it whatever you want, but the truth of the matter is that the fear of the Lord causes you to run away from those things that are not right. Those things which are destructive. And that's why the Bible says in Proverbs 1 verse 7, it says, The fear of the Lord is the beginning of those who walk in wisdom. You want to be a wise man, you can't do it without the fear of God. 
You cannot do it without the reality of God uh, being in you. And so for a lot of people, we have um, the concern of where the fear of the Lord is going to lead us. And I want to tell you, you're pursuing great, uh, uh, powerful uh, increase in many things, but your greatest treasure is found in Isaiah 33, verse 6, where it says that the fear of the Lord is God's treasure. The fear of the Lord is, is where God hides his greatest provision. You don't want what not having the fear of the Lord will lead you to obtain, but you do want the entirety. It says the fear of the Lord at the very end, Isaiah 33, 6. Wisdom and knowledge will be the stability of your times and the strength of salvation. It's the fear of the Lord which is your treasure. You treasure the fear of God. You treasure to move in the instruction of God. And, and, and again, for a lot of people, they're like, well, if I go with the fear of the Lord, I'm not going to have all I can get. And I, I'll, I'll agree with you there. You could get a whole lot without the fear of God. How many say Amen. You have plans and you have ways, but Proverbs 15, verse 16 says that that increase will come with trouble. It says, a little with the fear of the Lord is better than great treasure with trouble. How many say amen? amen. I'd rather have a little bit in the provisions of God, enjoy my peace, enjoy my family, my marriage, enjoy my, my job. The little bit with the fear of God is greater than great wealth that comes with trouble as a result of not having the fear of God. All these things, tell the Lord, write them in my heart, Lord. Write your instruction in my heart. Proverbs 15, 23 says, the fear of the Lord is the instruction for wisdom. When you don't have the fear of God, you're being directed and instructed into foolishness. But the fear of God is the, is the teaching place of the wise. That's not the verse, 15, 16. Proverbs 15, 16. Oh, we said that one already? Let me see, get the other one. Hang on. I'm sorry. 15, 23. You were right. It was up there. 15, 23. Look what it says here. It says, A man has joy by the answer of his mouth and... The words spoken in due season, how good it is when God puts a stamp of approval on what you're asking from him. So in, in this regards, we want to remind you that as we have learned the fear of God, 2 Corinthians 5.11, as we learn the, the fear of God, um, Paul talks about, he, he just stepped it up even, because I, I really don't know that we know how to define it real good. Instead of fear of God, he says, knowing the terror of the Lord. Knowing that, that when you walk contrary to God's counsel and instruction for wisdom, what you could expect is terror. And he says, knowing therefore the fear of the Lord, the terror of the Lord, we persuade men. We, we try to talk into the lives of people. Hey, um, is, is the most difficult thing that you can think of in history trying to get people to understand the fear of God sometimes when they when you'll tell somebody no because you got to learn the fear of God because it's the beginning of wisdom they'll say I fear no one why does God want me to be afraid of him uh, what happened the, the God that I know doesn't want you to be scared have you, you've heard all these things from your friends they'll say the uh, my God is a God of love 
And see, they, they're doing all these things for one reason. Why do you guys think? To get away from the fear of God. To walk in the justified rebellion of their sin, of their disobedience. So they'll tell you all sorts of things about, no, well, my God is a good God. You guys are too intense, too radical. But let me tell you something, that God always wanted his great people to stay within the fear of God. Psalm 89, verse 7. It says, all his people that become great are because they walk in the fear of God. Every man, every woman of God who's done great big things for God is because they have a healthy fear of God. God is greatly to be feared. Say greatly. greatly. To be loved, to be worshipped, to be praised, to be feared. Uh, a, de a deep sense of reverence, of respect. God is greatly to be feared in the assembly of the saints and to be held in reverence by those that are around him, by those that are, are walking with him. Don't ever come near to a person who tells you there's no problem doing that which is wrong because God understands. That is a fool. Psalm 19, verse 9, it says, The fear of the Lord is something that is pure, something that is healthy, something that endures forever, something that, that is for all times. People say, well, that was the God of the Old Testament. My friend, let me tell you something. The God of the Old Testament that wants you to walk in fear is the God of the New Testament that continues to instruct us in the ways of fear, in fearing the Lord. It endures for always. You say it's not for a season. Proverbs 23, 17 says all day long that you may continue all day long in the fear of the Lord. From the time you wake up in the afternoon to the nighttime to the weekend time to the to the summertime, whatever the time is, it's time to fear the Lord. There is no time in your life that you should not fear God. And I want to tell you a secret. While I'm sharing this truth this morning, and I know it's the message of God for this day for your life, no one is going to force it upon you. You're the one that has to usher the fear of God in every realm of your life. You say, Lord, come here. I want to fear you in this. I want to fear you in my relationship with finances. I want to fear you in my relationship with friends. I want to fear you in my relationship with worldly friends. I want to fear you in my, in my marriage relationship, in my, my engagement relationship. In, in all these ways, you must bring the fear of God. If you don't usher it, you could defy it. You could stand against it. I remember having a conversation with Pastor Omar years ago, and, and I would say, Omar, this, this thing is a personal thing. This is between you and God. I, I, I long to want to get into Ian's life and do it for him. But he needs to bring the fear of God in the areas of his life, in the areas of his conversation, in the most deep-seated area. I would tell Omar, Omar, this is between you and God. I, I, no man could mediate the fear of God in your heart. Don't, don't, don't think that this is a manipulative ploy, that I'm trying to scare you into something. You should want to, to walk in the direction of holding God highly reverent. And, and it's not like the devil. The devil will bring you all sorts of anxieties and worries and panic attacks. He'll bring all sorts of stressful uh, illustrations. And you're like, great, uh, I'm drinking all these pills for fear. And now the pastor's talking about the fear of God. So now I'm really upset. Listen to me. People have all sorts of fears because they do not fear the Lord. They have all sorts of phobias. A lot of the medical conditions that exist nowadays are the result of man 
having fear. Fear of all types of things. But God says, listen, 2 Timothy 1.7, I have not given you a spirit of fear. I'm not, I don't want you to be a, a kooky, looky, always trying to worry about what's going on. No, listen to me. Fear God and all your other fears will disappear. The fear of going bankrupt. Fear God and walk in his instruction and you won't fear bankruptcy because your provision is coming from a faithful God. He says that there's no fear in love. Perfect love cast out fear. 1 John 4, 17. There's no fear in a relationship with a, with an, a mighty God. I want to share this verse found in, in Isaiah, and it says that, that when you do not fear God, then all else is, it comes upon your life. Let's read that real quickly. Let's see if I find it. It's, it's God telling his people, listen, I don't want you to be concerned about what other people are concerned about. I want you to be concerned about me. I want you to walk in such a way that you are able to understand my instruction for your life. Let me see if I can find it real quick. You guys could praise God as, as I'm looking for some more provision. Amen? Isaiah chapter 8, verse 12. Isaiah chapter 8, verse 12. As the Lord is speaking to us, if, if something comes your way, you just amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. And it says, do not say there's a conspiracy that you have to fear. Concerning all that this people calls a conspiracy. Nor be afraid of what makes them afraid, nor be troubled. God does not want his people to walk in the fears of this world. You, you guys know the fear of dying young, the fear of, of, of a relationship not taking place, the fear of a divorce, the fear of, of a lost child, all the fears that take place upon the planet. It's, it's the result of one thing. Verse 13, it says, it's a result of them not fearing God, not living according to my teaching. The Lord of hosts, him you shall hallow and let him be your fear and let him be your dread. A man who fears God and God alone, everything else is under God's power, under God's uh, plan. You don't have to fear. You don't have to worry. You don't have to stress. Worry and concern yourself with what God thinks, with what God is instructing your life in. And that way you'll deliver yourself from all these other fears. When Moses saw God for the first time in Hebrews 12, 21, he was so terrified at the sight that he said, I am Taken up into the exceedingly levels of concern. He says, so terrifying was the sight that Moses said, I am exceedingly afraid and trembling. The Bible says that the demons, they uh, believe in God and tremble. And some of us just believe in God, but we don't tremble. So the demons know the seriousness about being about the God's uh, situations more than we do most of the time. He was so awed by seeing what God is that he says, I am terrified. I tremble before his presence. And this is what we should feel whenever, listen to me, you guys might think that we've been in this building now for eight years and that to me this is a customary place. I tremble in this place, especially when I stand before you. 
I stand before you and sharing these words, and, and I am quaking in my boots. I have not yet become comfortable knowing the fear of God, knowing that we're not to play games, knowing that God expects us to live, and, and, and the, the, the more responsibility you have, the more incredible attitude of submission we should have. It was Acts chapter 5, verse 11, that they brought an offering. They said, we sold a piece of land, but this is the amount we got, so we're going to give it all. And it wasn't all, and it wasn't the piece of land. They were lying to the Holy Spirit, and they were struck dead in the presence of God. And as they fell dead, the Bible says in verse 11, so great fear came upon the church, all those who heard these things, because those people that were playing with God received the, the retribution of playing with God. And some people walk away. Some people think it funny to not, uh, they, they walk, the Bible says, in an arrogance, not understanding that these things are holy things. These things are things that we should take real serious measure from. But you know something? I've learned something in the fear of God. The fear of God I have is an awesome respect, but I rejoice in the fear of God. I have a good time. It's a healthy dose of his Holy Ghost to say, hey, brother, you better walk like I want you to walk. I say, yes, sir. Yes, sir. I'm going to do. I'm going to be accountable. I'm going to be open. I'm going to live my life in the fear of God. That's what it means. The fear of God says that Isaiah chapter 11, verse 3, he, he shall make him of quick understanding. His delight shall be in the fear of the Lord. His delight, his joy I want to learn more how to respect God more. How many say amen? amen? I want to learn more how to be really calling myself a Christian in public and holding out a testimony of a Christian. I don't want to play with God. I want to walk in such a way that he's pleased. His delight is in the fear of the Lord. This is talking about Jesus. He loved to be in the fear of God. I can't believe you're talking about the fear of God. Listen to me. Rejoice. God is throwing you a lifeline. God is throwing you a, a big lifeline so that you learn. And, and so we'll see a little bit that all this thing about the joy of the Lord is something that comes to your life because you allow yourselves to be taught. In Psalm 34, verse 11, he says, Come now, you children, listen to me, and I will teach you the fear of the Lord. Come, children, listen to me. I will teach you the fear of the Lord. God, listen to me. It's an honor. I mean, I don't know you, but if, 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 if Bill Gates uh, called me over and says, I want to teach you how to be a millionaire, I was like, come on, come on. <laughs> I'm going to be taught by the best in that realm. So imagine the God of heaven that tells you, I want to teach you. And how many, do you think God teaches everybody? God doesn't teach everybody. God teaches those that are willing to want to walk in the fear of God. He's not going to waste his lessons. He says, come and I will teach you the fear of the Lord. It's powerful. In verse 12, he says, what man is he who desires a long life that he might see incredible good things? Is those people who want to be taught the fear of God. And, and sometimes in the old days, they used to teach us the fear of God with a rod. With a, they said, uh, I'm going to take the board of education and put it to the seat of your higher learning, right? And, and, and those are the spankings would teach us the fear of God. The consequences to our foolishness was many times our instruction. 
And so verse 13 says to keep your tongue from speaking deceit. If you're a liar, it's because you don't fear God. If you're a storyteller, it's because you don't fear God. If you're always making up excuses for your life, you are far from the fear of God. In verse 14, it says, depart from evil. Do good, seek and inquire, crave, pursue it, go after it. The fear of God is for those who choose the fear of the Lord. In Proverbs chapter 1, verse 25, not only will God want to teach you the fear of God, he says, come, my children, and let me teach you the fear of God. And you have to have a teachable spirit to learn. And then he says in Proverbs 125, because you hated my counsel and would have none of my rebuke. Verse 26, I also will laugh at your disaster, your calamity. I will mock when your terror comes. You remember, you don't fear God, so terror comes. Other areas of your life will be filled with fear. And then verse 27, when your terror comes like a storm and your destruction comes like a whirlwind, when distress and anguish come upon you. I don't like those words, distress and anguish. Then they will call on me, but I will not answer. They will seek me diligently, but will not find me. Why? Why will God stand so firm? Because they hated knowledge and did not choose the fear of the Lord. It wasn't their choosing. It wasn't their preference. It wasn't their priority. So those men walk into destruction. Powerful that God would say, come, those of you who desire and choose the fear of the Lord. Proverbs 3, 7, the fear of the Lord is not for those that are wise in their own eyes. Nah, I got my own way of living. I got my own style. I got my own experience. I feel, I think, I know. Listen to me. Do not be wise in your eyes. Fear the Lord. Those people, the, 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 there's the oxymoron. Those people that are wise in their own eyes will not walk in the fear of God. If you already know what you're doing, you're not going to come to the fear of God. You're not going to come under his shadow. You're going to start thinking you're wise in your own eyes. You will trust in yourself. You will walk in self-confidence, arrogance. You, you have opinions that are higher than the opinions of God. And so when I started walking uh, in the Lord, they told me that, that wisdom was the key. Wisdom, wisdom. I want wisdom. I want wisdom. I want wisdom. I know wisdom is the way to go. Wisdom. Uh, when I go over to the Yanis' house, I tell the little puppy, wisdom, be wise. So I, I believe wisdom is the gift of God. It says, seek it more than gold and silver. Seek it more than precious stones. Seek it more than the things of this world. Seek wisdom. And so Job 28, 28, I, I love when, when I ran into this verse many years ago where it says, to a man, he said, behold, the fear of the Lord, that is wisdom. The fear of the Lord is wisdom. And it says to depart from evil is understanding. So wisdom and understanding are the, are the two things that God wants to give us in a powerful way. In Psalm 25, verse 12, it says like this. It says, the Lord is willing to teach a certain student. What student is the Lord willing to teach? Who is the man that fears the Lord? Him shall God teach in the way he chooses. Listen to me. Um, there's a lot of teachers going, they'll teach you math, they'll teach you history, they'll teach you finance, economics, but there's nothing like walking in the fear of God and having God teach you all things concerning life. If you see a real dumb person, a person who's constantly making the wrong choices, the wrong mistakes, the wrong decisions, the wrong priorities, it's because they do not 
are not taught by the Lord. The Lord is willing to teach those who are walking in the fear of the Lord. Who is the man who fears the Lord and worships him reverently? Him shall the Lord teach the way that he should go in. And then verse 14 of that same uh, Psalm 25, 14, it says like this, the Lord will reveal his secrets to those who fear him. He will show them his covenants. Deep relationship. Deep, you know what's a covenant? The marriage covenant. God will teach you how to have a great marriage if you walk in the fear of God. God will teach you how to be successful in your uh, church relationships, in your uh, ministry covenants, in your partnerships, in your business. God wants to open up things that you do not understand. He says he will reveal secrets. The mysteries of God are for those who walk in the fear of the Lord. Everybody today is worried about living a long life and and longevity and the fountain of youth. But Proverbs 10.27 says like this, those who walk in the fear of the Lord will have their days prolonged. Their days will prolong themselves. But the wicked shall have a short life. Those who do not walk in the fear of God will have their life cut short. Did we put that verse up there? Proverbs 10.27. Forget about pills. Forget about all these other nutritional scenarios. If you have a healthy portion of fear of God in your life, it will prolong your days. But the years of the wicked shall be shortened. And God will reveal stuff. Uh, a friend of ours just died in a, in a tree He's a firefighter up in, in Jacksonville the, yesterday. He, he was cutting a tree and it fell and he fell from 40 feet and died. Well, about three, four years ago, I was trying to trim my tree and I went and I, and I got a chainsaw and I said, I'm just going to save some money and I'll go up there. And I went all the way up to my tree. I was up there at the very top and the Lord is saying, get down from here, knucklehead. Get down. You're not a tree trimmer. And so I stayed there for a second trying to get this fear to come out of my heart. And the Lord says, I told you to get down. And you know what I did? I got down and called the tree trimmer. Because the fear of God, if you listen to that voice, if you're sensitive to that voice, it will lead you and it will allow you to live long days. How many say amen? amen. Powerful what God has for us. Proverbs 19, no, Proverbs 14, 26. The fear of the Lord will be strong confidence and it will be a refuge to your children. You know, if you pass down the fear of God, if you're a dad and you walk in the fear of God, you'll be able to teach your son the fear of God. You'll be able to pass it down like a gift to the next generation. He sees you not walking in foolishness. He sees you not walking far from the fear of God. He too will inherit. It says the fear of the Lord is strong confidence. Hey, why are you so strong? Because I don't fear anything. I'm in such a right relationship with God. I, I, I'm not concerned. I sleep well at night. I, my finances are in order. God has blessed me. God is my provider. He's my resource. He's my source. He's my peace. He's my shield, my great rewarder. And so when you walk in that confidence, the people are like, this guy is either nuts or he's taking some drugs. No, it's the fear of God. It's the fear of God that leads to life. It says to a strong confidence. Proverbs 19.23, the fear of the Lord leads to life. He who has it abides in satisfaction. He will not be visited by evil. What a promise. You want to deliver yourself from that day that all of a sudden walk in the fear of God. Walk in that, in that instruction that is a gift of God. 
The fear of the Lord leads to life, and he who has it will abide. Listen, people can't get no, like the Rolling Stones, right? Mick Jagger. I can't get no. Well, guess what? He has no fear of God. There's no fear of the Lord in his life. But those of us that walk in the fear of the Lord, we're fully satisfied. That means we hunger not. We thirst not. Our provisions are fully given to us by God. He will not be visited. I love that verse. He will not be visited by evil. There's no trickery that will come into our lives. And so finally, in Proverbs 22, 4, and I finish with this. By humility and fear of the Lord are riches, honor, and a long life. Everything that God has set us up for is coming to us in the road of the fear of God. Let's stand this morning and ask God to allow us to receive Proverbs 2, verses 1 through 5. Here it is. Proverbs 2, 1 through 5 says like this. If you pursue it, if you receive my words this morning and treasure the commands of God within you so that you incline your ear to wisdom, you, you bow down to be instructed by wisdom and apply your hearts to understanding. Yes, if you cry out discernment and lift your voice for understanding. If you seek her more than you seek money, more than you seek business deals, more than you seek contracts and search for her as hidden treasure, the hidden treasure of the Lord is the fear of God, then you will understand the fear of the Lord and find the knowledge of God. Let's ask the musicians to come forward. I praise God for giving us such a powerful teaching in this season because in the last days, more and more people are forsaking God. They're, they're walking contrary to the effects of, of really understanding that, that, that when we walk contrary to the awe, to the respect, to the reverence. So one young man says, Pastor, you're just trying to scare me. I'm not trying to scare you, young man. You should have a healthy fear of God in your life if you expect your future to turn out right. You should concern yourself with knowing that God is powerful. He's omnipotent. He's not to be reasoned away, justified away, bringing your own thoughts into your life and into your, into your plans, into your decision making. As we sing this song, I want you to just raise your hands to the Lord and say, Lord, pour out your, your wisdom in my life. I choose the fear of God. Teach me to walk in your fear. Teach me to have a healthy relationship with an awesome God.